Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. This podcast helps you discover wealth is more than just money. It consists of several empowering components that make up wealth in your personal and business life. Now, here's your host, good Paul day, good Lawrence day, everyone. Van. This is your host, Paul Lawrence Van, host of Wealth Academy podcast. Glad that you could be with us. And remember, our mantra is wealth is more than just money. And we're going to be talking about that just a little bit today. And we have a wonderful guest on today, Julianne Wood. She's extraordinary. I met her over the course of the summer. And she delivered a program to people who are interested in youth entrepreneurship. And so we're going to be talking about that today and much, much more. So I'd like to introduce Julianne Wood to you today. Hello, Julianne. Hi, Paul. How are you? Doing just great and glad to have you here. I'm going to go into Julianne's bio and then we'll get right into these questions because she has something important to share with us all. So Julianne Wood, she's based out of Madison, Wisconsin, and she's the author and chief cultivator at E. Seedling LLC. And she is the author of the book, More Than a Lemonade Stand, and it's the complete guide to planning, implementing, and running a successful youth entrepreneur camp. She has and includes resources, curriculum, consulting, and training on youth entrepreneurship. And you can learn more about it at www.eseedling.com. And we'll come back to that a little bit later. So Julianne, I'm honored to have you on this show. I have so much respect for you because you're doing some kingdom work is what I call it when you're working with youth. <laughs> so I'm glad. Well, I you. love that, but I, I have a lot of respect for you too. I've watching your uh, posts on Facebook and they're so inspiring and uplifting. Yes, we have to do that every day. It helps move yeah. us forward. Absolutely. And thank you for that. You're so, welcome. So I uh, did a little bit of research on Julianne, and I want you to take my listeners back to that beautiful space and time when you started your lemonade stand with your two brothers. Did you know at the time your life would be transformed by that special event? That's very special. Please share that with the community, Wealth Academy podcast community. I had no idea that this is where <laughs> the path would lead. <laughs> but I just, I am the kind of person that sort of looks for opportunities. And ah, the important nice. thing as an entrepreneur um, to have that mindset to kind of look at what are the opportunities. And what happened was we lived in um, a house that was near the lake. Okay. And there happened to be a big boat race that day. And it was really hot. And I was like, we should be selling lemonade. <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> so my brothers and I, we made all kinds. Of, it was actually Kool-Aid because we didn't have very uh -huh. much. So we actually had Kool-Aid okay. and um, made Kool-Aid, sold Kool-Aid, ran out. We made my mom go to the store and get more. And, <laughs> and there was a, um, a penny candy store down the street. And we took all our money and bought our penny candy with that. <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> No, I had no idea, but it was a lot of fun, um, you know, and now when I think back how much you learn from doing something like that, it's, it's. Yeah. And, and it, it brings us back to that point of one idea and that one idea started at that time. And how old were you at that time, Julianne? I think I was in uh, either second or third grade. Wow. So eight, probably eight. 
Oh, yeah. wonderful. So it goes from eight until now where you're actually carrying that through as a part yeah. of, of your program. So that that is remarkable. I want that community uh, of listeners to understand that you can start where you are. <laughs> right. Yes, that is for sure. Another thing our neighborhood did was we ran these penny carnivals. Yes. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but um, we would charge, we would make all these games and then we would charge them a penny to come to the carnival. It was wow. a good thing we did. <laughs> and made it affordable too. I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that, Julianne. Now, why should youth consider starting a business today? Of course, we know that um, the earlier one starts, the more experience they're going to have over time. But why should youth consider starting a business today? So uh, there's a lot of reasons for that. Mm. But one is um, most entrepreneurs, like uh, what I call serial entrepreneurs, like sure. start many businesses throughout their lives. Many of them started when they were a kid. Yeah. And a lot of people do not succeed in their very first business. And so starting as a child and failing is not a lot of, you know, you don't have a lot of skin in the game, right? It really exactly. doesn't hurt you that much, but you learn a lot by doing that. And so then when you get older and you actually want to start a business, sure. you already have a lot of knowledge and experience and know what works and what hasn't worked and things like that. So I think getting kids started mm -hmm. at age really helps that. And then the other thing that I look at is a lot of kids aren't really connected to their local economy. Like right. they don't really know what's going on and how businesses run and and that there might be opportunities for them in their own community that they're growing up in. Sure. And if we teach them that these entrepreneurs are, you know, like they use their passion and their talents to get these businesses together, and then they can start and sort of look at that yes. and kind of, we can build the succession plan for our communities. Because now, even with COVID, it's even a lot worse. There's so many businesses struggling and closing and so yes. the more kids we can get going in that path, um, I think the better. I totally agree. And, and again, this is a learning uh, moment, a teachable moment, as they say, uh, for the youth that they're being able to see it up close and personal. But like you said, I, I think that's a great point that they're not really connected to the community. And uh, I think actually because no one has really taught them that. Yeah, if their parents right. are not an entrepreneur, they don't really know. See me, yeah. for me, Julie Ann, my parents started me to work at the age of 10 in our family grocery store. They built ah. that, that old statement, you build it, they will come. My parents yeah. built it and they said, you're going to work in it. And I didn't get paid. I was an intern and I didn't know <laughs> it. <laughs> you had it even worse than me. I got a dollar an hour for painting boards on a wow. Oh, a rich. building my dad owned. You're rich. <laughs> Congratulations. I, I, I got experience. <laughs> but it's okay. I learned from it. I learned. So thank you for sharing that for sure. So let's talk about your uh, wonderful and awesome youth entrepreneurship program, eSeedling. What is the mission of eSeedling and why is now a great time for parents to help their children to understand the importance of getting an understanding of entrepreneurship or going into business? Yeah. So, so the mission is empowerment through entrepreneurship. Yes. And I look at it as a way to empower youth to really know their talents and passions and kind of look inward 
to what they really like to do because running a business is not an easy thing. It's not easy. And so there's a lot to learn. Um, there's a lot of lessons you learn. And if they can do something that, that they mm -hmm. like and they know they want to put the effort in, they're going to be more apt to persevere and run it in the long haul and things like that. Yeah. You know, they learn. I think one of the reasons I really am passionate about this is I've, I've had several built businesses over my lifetime and I'm getting up there now. <laughs> and so uh, um, when I was 27, I worked at an accounting firm and uh, helped implement accounting computer systems. And a client came to me and he said, you, we should start a business and do this as a lower cost alternative to small businesses. And I just was like, start a business. You know? <laughs> Even though I had done fun kind of things my whole life, I never really thought about running a business, you know, right. at uh -huh. level. And I had uh, a lot of learning in the three years that I ran that business. It got sold to another accounting firm, which I oh, went yeah. afterwards. Uh -huh. But um, I think I learned more in that three years when I that business than I did probably my whole lifetime. Wow. And I think about all the learning you can do that. The other thing I think about entrepreneurship, and, and I think this is kind of a, a different perspective of looking at why you need to teach kids about business. Everyone is involved in a business, whether sure. an employee, a customer, uh, entrepreneur, a, a distributor, vendor, yeah. Yeah. So everyone is touched by business. They so sure are. You know about it, the more you can kind of understand how the economy works and how yeah. people have to charge certain prices to be able to survive running a business and, and all of those kind of things. And, and people don't really think about that. You know, yeah. they think about what's the cheapest product or whatever, but then, you know, that's, sure. there's so much behind the scenes. And I think it's, it's valuable to teach kids about that. Absolutely. It's the food that goes on the table that they have to purchase. It's the clothing for going back to school. It's uniforms. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a little bit of everything. Yeah. Transportation yeah. to and from. So right. uh, that is very important. But like you stated, uh, every aspect of life. And now we're finding out with COVID-19 that it's even more specific, that we really know what we really need now, as opposed to what we right. want. Yeah, so that yeah, that's, because yeah, because the disposable income has gotten it's, much lower because people aren't working and businesses are closing, and so yeah. your needs are a little more higher priority. Exactly, and who would have ever thought, Julianne, that we would be wearing masks? What about that <laughs> industry? Oh my God, this is just another whole other industry unto itself. Yeah, yeah. That yes. is for sure. <laughs> and someone came up with that idea. Yes. So, uh, Julianne, it goes without saying the generation of youth know what they want. My children, my two teenagers know exactly what they want, and it's coming out of my wallet. <laughs> 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 so please share a few success stories about youth you've worked with and the successes they may have achieved and the type of business uh, they may have had. We don't have to call, of course, any names, but just looking at a couple of examples of what some of the youth are doing today. Yeah, so um, here's a trend that I've noticed over the last few years is that they really are much more social responsible than 
they yes. had been when I first started doing this. Exactly. Like when I started in 2008, um, running the camps, they were all about making money. Oh, yeah. Everybody wanted to make money. You know, entrepreneurs make money. That's the whole thing. But now it's, they want to give back. They want to help others. They notice that there are problems in the world. That yeah. I think social media actually is a big factor in that because one of the big things that happened uh, a couple of years ago is they all want to make uh, metal straws. Right. They want to get rid of the plastic straws. And there was that big story on the, the environmental um, impact. Yeah. With on the, the ocean. And the straws and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so they had all seen that. So you can see the effect of that, but that's a good effect in that, you know, perspective. Oh, yeah. But some of the kids, so one of the kids that I had, um, I actually featured him in my TEDx talk and he came to camp when he was 13 and started this little business called Travel to Learn. And it was more of a fundraising thing because his family was, you know, pretty, I mean, they weren't affluent, but they could afford to travel and learn and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he knew other kids couldn't do that. So he started this, um, fund basically and then he went and he talked to the foundation at the madison public schools and he got his charity listed on there which is like pretty cool because it's usually for teachers and schools and stuff and and they let him do it he's he's a very persuasive young man Uh and um (laughs) then he uh there's another nonprofit in madison that works with um youth entrepreneur, more high school age than sure. a little older kids. Mm-hmm. And he donated um, $12,000 wow. to their trip. They did this trip where they matched up kids in Botswana and then kids yeah. here and they like learned from each other. So that was a pretty amazing That's thing. taken the initiative for sure. Yeah. yeah. And he's, this is his freshman year in college. So I, I, I can't even imagine what he's doing. Oh, he'll be a millionaire by the time he graduates. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> he, he has ideas. <laughs> he does have ideas. Yeah, he's, like, he's a good kid. Like you said, um, he's very persuasive. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And then I have a few other ones that one, you know, there's a lot of like lawn care businesses and oh, yeah. things like that, which, you know, kids can make a lot of money for that. Absolutely. They, they can like make their college tuition they and sure so can. there's this young man he started this sos lawn services mm-hmm. um when he was in camp and he's still running it wow. um he's going off to college next year so and uh-huh. he and he wants to go to the school of business at uw at uh-huh. university of wisconsin madison so he just contacted me and wanted me to write him a letter of recommendation oh, so that's great that was pretty fun mm-hmm. and then I had this young lady and um she runs this lemonade stand with her sister every summer okay. and they raise money for um it's a it's like a charity that sure. uh helps families who have mm-hmm. um special needs kids and stuff and so she does that every summer and they they basically donate all their funds to them but you know, it's that really great that they, yeah. yeah. So I'm. There's a lot of kids that are doing, and some of the ideas they come up with, I just like. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> These kids are very bright. I can tell you, I have two bright kids as well, and uh, I, I I look at them. I was like, okay, if I, when I was in eleventh grade, I did not have this grade point average. My daughter's four point three. Oh. And then wow, my, I didn't even know you could get a four point three. Uh, me either. And then obviously my, my kids didn't get that. <laughs> and then my son, my son, he's in the eighth grade. He's four point oh. Wow. 
He's like, oh my honest. goodness. So I'm like, well, uh, you know, I, 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 you take after your dad, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for them. But, but the ingenuity, and I think that is really great that they give back that social entrepreneurship uh, type of uh, trait they have. I think yeah. it's beautiful because we know climate control is a big issue. Clean air, clean water, uh, helping with the animals, the pets. There's so many things that that uh, we can make a difference. And to see the young man contribute twelve thousand dollars—that is major, right there. That's major. That is major. That, that is just giving yeah. him extra credit hours in college for that. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So thank you for sharing that because I want the people in the Wealth Academy podcast community to listen to it. And uh, I think it's really great ideas. And some of the ideas you just expressed, someone is going to pick up on that, <laughs> come up with their own idea. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so that's that's great. So uh, Julianne, please share some of the events you host for youth entrepreneurs, such as after school programs, summer camps, and virtual training. We know now with COVID-19, things have shifted. But what, what were some of the programs that you offered prior to COVID-19, the pandemic? So I I used uh, I started out with just doing summer camps and those were in person okay. and I I started out doing five day ones and they I really like doing that because you can really learn a lot in that five days and really sure. go in depth but kids are busy nowadays oh yeah and so what would happen is a lot of them couldn't come on Friday because they were going to some sports camp over mm -hmm. the weekend or they had right. a scout camping trip or something. So I was like, okay, I'm going to four days. <laughs> <laughs> so then I went to four days and then um, this, uh, not this summer, but last summer, I actually did two different three-day ones and started adding different ages of kids. Sure. So I did like an older age kids and then younger, younger. Um, because a lot of parents would ask me, you know, do you have anything for my age? child sure. or whatever. And so then I went a little younger and uh -huh. did the younger ones. I really like middle school, right. mostly because it's such a transitional age It is, and kids are trying to find themselves at that mm -hmm. age. Mm -hmm. And so they really take to entrepreneurship at that age. Oh, great. Yeah. My son, and they he, can understand it in, you know, in great depth by then. Oh, oh yeah. My son, he's in the eighth grade and you're exactly right. They really pick up on things and they really want to learn. And what I'm finding out is the youth today, they're really hungry to achieve success as well, but their own measure of success. And, and part of my research, I found out that a lot of the youth, they don't want to work for anyone else. They want to right. run their own business, which I, I think is great. Yeah. So I, I think that is absolutely wonderful because what we're finding out now, and I know you've heard it as well, that a lot of the uh, baby boomers are retiring and they want to sell their businesses. So someone right. is going to have to fill those slots and it's going, going to be the youth. It's going to be yeah. the youth that do it. Yeah. Sure. Yes. For sure. Fantastic. And Julianne, I must say, I attended your free youth entrepreneurship training earlier this year, and it was atmosphere shifting, to say the least. Let's talk <laughs> about it a bit so listeners can get an understanding of what it involved. And I really, I took a lot of copious notes. I still have them. And I'm getting around to my program, but I got to, I'm in a fellowship program, so I had to put a few things on the sidelines, but I'm getting back to it right now, starting on the Thanksgiving holiday. <laughs> okay, good. I look forward to yes. seeing you in the community then. Yes, I'll be there. Um, so here's, it's a, it's kind of funny. Sometimes things just kind of go full circle, right? 
So when I wrote the book, More Than a Lemonade Stand, the reason I wrote it is because a lot of people were calling me and asking me how I started the program. How did I put it together? How did I get it going? All of that kind of stuff. And so I actually went to the seminar out in California Mm -hmm. um, called Experts Academy. Brendan Bouchard. Oh, yeah, Brendan, of course. Yeah. And I I took my husband and my husband calls it the Kool-Aid session uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> because he's not into all that stuff. Oh yeah. But but it was really good. He he teaches you how to monetize your expertise and turn it into exactly. a business. Exactly. Mostly awesome. marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's very motivational. Oh, very much. <laughs> and um, a few publishers were there, and they're like, um, "Really, you should think about writing a book." And I was like, "I never thought about writing a book." Oh. And so. Um, we were having these small group discussions and I started talking and then I was like, oh, I probably could write a book. And then they'd like explain what you do. And so then I'd say, well, I run these camps and we do a lemonade stand, but it's really more than a lemonade stand. And all of a sudden that name just kind of hit mm. and everybody in the whole group looked at me and they're like, that would be a great book title. It's a great, it's a great <laughs> name, by the way. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. So then I thought, well, I could write a book, but I don't know anything about the publishing industry. And I love learning. So I was like, I'm willing to learn. So this guy comes on stage, Rick Frischman, his name is. Oh, yeah. I know Rick. Do you? (laughs) I do. Oh, that's funny. Yes. And he has Author 101 University. Author 101. I have that book right here in my my, uh, library. (laughs) Oh, cool. Well, I bought the book. That's how to write a book proposal. Uh Because when you do a nonfiction, you have to write a book proposal, which is kind of like a business plan for a book, which Mm -hmm. I'm familiar with business plans. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't that hard. So I go off to Author 101 University for like a two day thing or whatever. And um, they have what they call like this speed dating thing. Right. And it's, it's like you matching you up with publishers and stuff. And I already sort of knew who I wanted because um, Morgan James was at uh, Experts Academy and I really like them as their uh, uh-huh. values and their small entrepreneurial sure. um, publisher. They have Christian side to them right. and stuff. And so I was like, uh-huh. oh, I really like them. I really like to have my book published by them. Yes. And so I get in this little line, I go on the line and I get with this guy and the guy goes, hmm, that kind of sounds like a textbook. And I'm thinking, oh, this is not going well. <laughs> so I go back out, get in line again. I come in, this other, this lady goes, um, well, I could help you write the book. And I'm like, no, I don't want help writing the book. Right. So I go back out again. And by now, our, people are leaving the line because they're like going to the hotel uh-huh. or something, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I'm still in line. I get with this attorney guy who's a, was really good. Peter something. I can't remember his last name, but he was an intellectual property attorney. And oh, great. And he's like, you need to meet with David Hancock from Morgan James. And I'm like, I'm trying to (laughs) come back in one more time. The Uh girl next to me is with David is like across from him. I'm across from somebody else. And she goes, I already met with him. Do you want to meet with him? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Time is everything. (laughs) So I, I got up there and I, gave my little spiel and he, oh well can you email me the book proposal and I'm like I brought five copies of the page thing and he wants me to email it to him exactly yeah so I emailed it I didn't hear anything for a couple months and then all of a sudden an acquisition editor calls me and 
And we got the deal done. It, it took a while. But anyway, patience pays off, I guess. It really does. And in the publishing industry, of course, they have so many people that provide the inquiries and everything. Yeah. And, uh, he was probably filtering through them. Probably. <laughs> Good thing. But that book is really for um, organizations and teachers, teachers to implement a program. And it pretty much goes through all the steps that I do every time that I'm planning and running it and, you know, how to make sure it's successful. And then uh, I created the curriculum and the curriculum um, is set up so that it has like PowerPoint with notes pages. So it has all the lesson plans and everything pretty easy to implement if you've done teaching before. But exactly. a lot of people who have the desire to implement entrepreneurship may not be teachers, might be a person that works That's in very organization. True. They don't really know how curriculum works and mm -hmm. things like so people were saying, well, do you have any training? And I'm like, well, you can hire me, but I'm expensive. Exactly. <laughs> and so then I was like, why don't I have an online course? Hello. Very true. So the thing is with COVID, you have a little more time because a lot of things canceled, right? A lot yes, of my in-person things did. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I might as well do it. So I, that's how I got it done. <laughs> oh, that's, that's amazing. But uh, congratulations on that. Because when I look at uh, what you're doing, you are really growing up some entrepreneurs. And the, I hope ba so. <laughs> the, baby, the baby boomers who are leaving, someone is going to have to replace them. Yeah, and it's going to be the youth. Absolutely. It's going to be the youth. And uh, so again, uh, this particular book provides uh, someone who wants to lead a youth entrepreneurship program that give them the um, really a blueprint. It provides yeah, them with right. a blueprint. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's really great. And I know when I went through your program uh, during the summertime, I learned so much and I put oh, everything, in, I put everything in my files and, and it won't take me long because I, I actually just did a virtual um a course, a video course, and I'll, I'll implement part of that into the course for the youth entrepreneur. Oh, cool. Yes. Good. Yes, because we want to make sure that the youth uh, learn, learn business so we can keep business flowing. Yes. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And Julie, it's sad about COVID-19. It's hitting home everywhere for everyone. Uh, did you make a pivot with your business model over the last uh, six to eight months as well? I know nowadays everything is, is no longer in person, which is really the most fun way to do it. But right. how, how did you make that, that shift or that change uh, as a result of this? So I had already had my camp out there for uh, last summer and it was almost full. Wow. And then COVID happened. And I was like, well, do I cancel the camp? Do I switch it to virtual? What do I do? And, you know, it was those early days, it was kind of like, you didn't really know what to do at, exactly. at that time. Mm -hmm. And you didn't know what parents wanted. Sure. And it wasn't that bad in Wisconsin at the time. Now it's really bad now, but it mm -hmm. wasn't bad then. Mm -hmm. And um, so I pulled the parents and I said, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to have it in person? Do you want to have it virtual? And it was about half and half, but I just, I didn't want to take the chance of having any kids. Exactly. Absolutely. So I said, I'm going virtual. Mm -hmm. I did have about five people cancel mm -hmm. um, because I think some of their experiences of the kids being in virtual school was not good. 
Exactly. So they were very fearful of having the kids in this camp with Zoom because I found out, I didn't know this because my kids are already out of school. So I didn't really know what the situation was. Kids here were in school for like two hours a week. That's it. Wow. Online with their teachers, two hours, once on Monday, once on Wednesday. And I was like, what? They, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was shocked. I said, how come you guys are so tired? Because they'd get tired by about two o'clock in the afternoon. And we do uh, a lot of really interactive things. Sure. And they're like, well, I was only in school for two hours. And I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> That is remarkable. My kids went to school for about uh, eight hours each day, starting March 16th. That's good. Yeah, March 16th to the school year ended. Yeah. See, this, that didn't happen here, but now in the fall, they're in school a lot, a lot more. But Uh I think no one was prepared here, so they didn't really know how to do what they were Mm -hmm. doing. Oh, it was a mess. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so I had some canceled, but I just made the pivot to do it virtually. So I did camps virtually. Um, and then what happened, this is kind of funny. So I am in the National Speakers Association of Wisconsin, right. I'm really a board member. Okay. Um, and they um, then hired, had me teach them some stuff about virtual and the small business development center that I used to work for. They hired me to do this big project to teach all of their uh-huh. staff how to teach virtually. So that was so uh, I got crises management. Yeah. So I got all that work where I didn't, wouldn't have had that work, even though I lost like some in-person sure. things. Exactly. And now I'm teaching um, several after-school programs, mm-hmm. local school districts, and then a Girl Scout Council out in uh, California, I'm teaching for them. And I'm doing some, uh, there's an organization called Education USA and they work with international students. And so I'm gonna be doing a project with them to oh, virtual. Great. Yeah, and yeah. I find that the international students, they are hungry to learn. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. really hungry to learn. They, they wanna learn yeah. and they don't have the colleges or things such as that similar to us. But when they see a program, they're on it. <laughs> yeah. They really, really believe in it. So that, And they're that's very really respectful. You know, very, very much so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very much so. So f- fantastic. So uh, our time is about to come to a close. Do you have anything else you'd like to share with the listeners at this time? Uh, for example, I joined a wonderful organization. It's the eSeedling Membership Program. Uh, Let's talk about that. And then if you have any other upcoming events and talk about your book and how people can get that as well. Okay. Um, well, the membership program is brand new. So I've gotten some feedback from some people already that they're a little leery about membership groups. They, nah, they feel like on. they're, I know. I, I, know, I joined I'm on friend. day one. There's... You did. You are my loyal <laughs> fan, Paul. <laughs> All day, every day, 24 <laughs> seven. And, and so I was like, really? And then I was like, well, it's not really like a membership group. You just get member, member. privileges. Correct. Exactly. And, and I said, it's, it's really like your teacher training. So here's what I just finished like today is I have an option now that they can just get sure. less modules of teacher training for like $30 less. 
And I'm thinking $99 for six months is a bargain. It's but... a deal. <laughs> it's base. It's free. <laughs> I know because you get a lesson plan every month. Right. You, get, you get the online course. course. You get all the teacher training. That's right. You know, sheets, everything. So I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I think they have too much time on their hands. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> they have other things that they're trying to do. But, but yeah. of course, you know, like you said, we they want another choice. You gave them another option and yep. they'll come back for the other later. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving them the opportunity to upgrade before the year end at that mm -hmm. same place. So they, they can have that. And that's coming out next week for uh, Black Friday, Small Business Saturday. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Are you? Oh, good. I, I have a course that's coming out as well for Black Friday. So I'm getting all of that ready and uh, it's a fun time of the year. Fun time. Yeah. 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 What do you use for your online courses? Uh, I use the, on this particular one, uh, I'm using lead pages. Okay. So they have it whereby you can build a course in there, but on the, the one I use mostly is teachable. I use that one okay. for my coaching because yep. I, I can add all of my coaching on there. I can do for my, the podcast, I can actually do sponsorship offerings through that. And, and oh, then cool. I can also write courses and curriculums through there. And they have a payment right. gateway on there as well. Yep. So yep. That's, that works out just great. Yeah. Cool. Neat. Okay. So how can people get your book, Julianne? So they can um, actually, if they go to the eSeedling website, and then there's a little button that says shop. Yes. Um, go to that shop and then go down to, I would, here's the best way because you can get it for $10 uh -huh. on my website uh -huh. for us. I, it, I can't yes. do it for $10 for international because it uh -huh. would cost me $10 to ship it. Exactly. But if you're in the U S you can go to the e-seedling website, go to the shop youth entrepreneur curriculum. And then there's like a browse button for my store. Uh -huh. Go to the store and then you can get the book for $10. Oh, fantastic. That is a great, great uh, bargain there. And uh, the website is e-seedling? E no, it's just, just e-seedling. E okay, that's e-s-e-e-d-l-i-n-g.com. Yep. E -E Yep. Yes. Yeah, so go Perfect. to that, that site right there. I and they can sure always they email me at juliewood at eseedling.com also. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, primarily uh, what uh, I wanted my community to take away tonight is that this youth entrepreneurship program that you have, eseedling, is really uh, going to transform the business world. If we can get enough of the youth to come on board, like we know they, they want to. I think research shows that 41% of youth want to start their own business. It's Generation Z youth. Mm -hmm. They don't want to work for anyone else and they want to change the world. So we want to help them do that through business. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yes, I'm a proponent of it as well. So uh, yes, this definitely takes care of it. And Julianne, I would thank you so much for being the honored guest this evening. I really enjoyed interviewing you because I know what you're doing is actually shifting the atmosphere for good, for what you're doing. So I want to thank well, you. Thank you, Paul. I yeah. really enjoyed it. And thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you for being the honored guest. And for the listeners and subscribers in all 20 countries that, that I have so far, listen to this episode once, twice, five times, 10 times, recommend it to your family, your friends, your colleagues. 
uh, let them know that Julianne Wood is doing some great things with eSeedling. And you can, of course, reach her at eSeedling.com and learn more about this program. I went through the program with her this summer, and I'm also a part of her membership. It's a great membership program, people. <laughs> we want you to join that. So uh, I want you to do that. And also listen to this particular episode. Uh, go to Apple and Apple Podcasts, rate and review Julianne Woods, Julianne Wood, her episode. And you're going to really help help us all out in this process. And I just want you all to know that this is one of my favorite people right here. I want you all to know that. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. <laughs> He's my mentor. <laughs> and, and I want you to uh, get a great uh, rating for her particular episode and uh, because it's going to help a lot of people. You can also listen to it on the web website, www.wealthacademypodcast.com. And I really appreciate you all listening. And my time is up and I thank you for yours again. I'm host Paul Lawrence Van. I want to say goodbye once more to Julie Ann Wood. Julie Ann, thank you so much, my friend. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Have a great uh, day, everyone. And I'll see you on the next episode of Wealth Academy Podcast. Thank you for listening. You will find the show notes for links to everything that was mentioned. You will find the show notes on my landing page. Subscribe to the Wealth Academy podcast. Rate or review the podcast on iTunes. 